Welcome to the Ultra Running and Business Podcast, a random mix of running, people, performance, and business content. I'm Jakob, your host, and this is the Ultra Running and Business Podcast. We are at Austitz HQ in Gentofte, Denmark, and uh, we are joined by Jan Bergman. Jan and I, we met uh, in London in the in about 2001, where our remit was to help build an organization called Danes Networking Abroad. Now, Jan uh, returned from abroad to join Maersk, where he spent about six years working on advanced data analytics. And he has, uh, this May, joined Austed uh, as uh, head of analytics, and he has agreed to share with us uh, some of his views on uh, talent matters in data science, uh, how to build teams, realize value, where to be careful. And, um, and yeah, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's, uh, let's make a start. So let's talk about building a team uh, in data science. Who are data scientists? Good question to start with. Um, first of all, data science is a far broader field than most are probably aware of. Um, and at the same time, it's also a lot more narrow. So what you have is you have people who have a skill set and usually an education profile that covers anywhere from maths or statistics across optimization, forecasting, so forth, and stretching into computer science as well. Uh, with the, the advent and the proliferation of machine learning, computer science is especially in the most recent past really, really growing very fast in within the space of data science. So if you are a data scientist and looking at it from the inside, there are very, very different profiles, very different people. Tell us about how, how these data scientists, how do they think and where, where, does, that, where does that differ from other people in the organization. Data scientists are in love with data and in science, and, and they actually don't care too much about things beyond that. So what they want is they want to be part of a strong team, great people they can learn from, be challenged by, discuss with. They want to have a lot of you know data, clearly, and they want to have some problems to solve that are hopefully at this point unsolved. So they can actually go and build something new that hasn't been built before. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're very much motivated by task rather than by, by the company itself. Okay. So consideration when building a team of data scientists, let's start with the basics, the 101, if you like. Who are they? So data scientists as a role, when viewed from inside, you know, from, from actually working in the department, is a very varied group of people. So you have incredibly deep wells of knowledge across the team that are potentially not that overlapping. So you have people experts in, who are experts in machine learning, algorithms, people who are experts in forecasting, statistics, people who are experts in mathematical optimization, data engineering. You have various components that, that all add up to the toolbox that you would have of a data scientist, and, and not everybody has everything in equal measure. So from a professional point of view, uh, it's a very varied skill set that all resides in the technology space, stretching from 
you know, applied mathematics, even pure mathematics, across uh, the engineering uh, institutions, all the way across to computer science. Okay. So, where do we start? Well, the first thing you start by doing is probably uh, having a point of view as to why are you hiring a data scientist, <laughs> because that's the first thing they will ask you. They will ask you, why am I here? What are the tools you will put in my hand? What are the data you will give me access to? What's the mountain you will give me to climb? And who's the team that I will attempt that climb with? That's what they care about. They care about the challenge. Okay. And how do we begin to attract that group? How do we appeal to that group? Yeah. I, I think quality yeah. lens on. For those who have seen the, the, the Harvard Business Review article from a few years back, um, which spoke of the sexiest job of the century being a data scientist, that, you know, that still lives. And I think most data scientists have sort of taken it on themselves to view themselves as being quite attractive in the marketplace. And I think they have that belief confirmed on a you know, daily, if not weekly basis, uh, by being approached relatively often with offers to leave whatever they're doing today to go join somebody else. It is a market where supply and demand is incredibly skewed. Yeah. Okay. Understood. So just before we leave the subject of building a team, I'm interested in, in also understanding where the, um, the sort of the leadership management vision of building data science, mm -hmm. where that's important in terms of message to market or message to uh, the talent pool and you know, where the leadership team can, can help, where the leadership team can hinder. So if you have the profile of a data scientist, you have a mindset and a toolbox that can be applied across almost any industry and geography. So this means that when you're hiring somebody, the competitive set that you as, a, as an employer are looking at is not just your own industry or not even your own ge ge geography. It actually is quite wide. So it's important to also recognize that really good data scientists um, take very seriously how they invest their time. They're quite curious, they're quite ambitious, not necessarily career-wise or salary-wise, that's not always the case, but they're very ambitious with wanting to create as much value as possible through their hands when working with data. And, and quite often companies haven't really thought through how they will empower and enable data scientists to just work and to actually deliver that value. You can have a data scientist who builds the most amazing model that can actually potentially create a lot of value or you know, contain costs. If that model does not travel to the front line and gets implemented, there is no value. And the data scientists are fully aware of that. So they will be often quite actively curious and ask questions of their prospective employers to say, how will you make sure that people do not get in my way? Mm. Not from a career, you know, let, let me push forward up and upwards, but how, how will we make sure, because they see and hear the stories all around them, this is what happens especially in larger companies, how will you make sure that the things and the value I will potentially enable with, with your company, that it actually reaches the bottom line? So, building a team, how do, we, how do we attract this elusive audience? How do we bring them into dialogue? Um, what's your experience? So, in my experience, what works is to have a strong story. And that means that as a company or as an employer, 
when you approach these people, which quite often happens through your recruitment department and then via LinkedIn as, as an initial uh, contact point, have a good story about why you would like them to join your company. Have a good story about what will you ask them to do? What tools will you put in their hands? What are the problems they will be asked to solve? What is the data you will give them access to? And why is it important to solve the problems that you have in your company? What difference can they make through your company? It's sort of a, a generic direction that most prospective employees are moving. But I think data science is very much at the front of that pack in that it's not just a nice, it's a need. They need a good, strong story that they believe in. So let's talk about realizing the value of data science. First of all, what is it that they do that creates value? <laughs> well, so for me, a really strong data science product, uh, view it as a piece of software. So you have a, a back end where you have some infrastructure, you have some data, you have a front end, which is where the user interface is, is where you actually engage with whatever this product is supposed to provide you with value-wise. And then at the core of this, when it's a data science product, is you have something of a mathematical nature. So you'll have some forecasting models, you'll have some algorithms, you'll have something that is driven by analytics or mathematics to actually not just consume data, but to also change it, to predict from it, to do something with it that is not just describing or presenting. And that will then travel from being in this raw format on the data side to being something you're confronted with as an end user, either as a recommendation uh, or even as a decision sometimes. And sometimes the end user is actually not a person. Sometimes it's another system, which means that you've automated a process which before actually had a person receiving the information at the end. Okay, let's talk about realizing the value. And generally speaking, the impact that data science uh, can have, should have, potentially can have on commodity trading, shipping, storage, um, the whole supply chain. Yeah. In a few words, what, what, yeah. what's, what's the game changer of data yes. science? So for me, if you look at the way a company makes money, there are two ways in which data science can impact that quite visibly. So one is by enabling the company to capture more revenue. This can be by identifying new opportunities or to act in, or to act on them more intelligently or faster. It can also be by uh, making the, the, the cost base more effective. So it can be by actually taking out costs from the, uh, from the internal production line. So those I would say are, if you really want to address the large, the large budget, it's about either in increasing revenues or you know, reducing costs. Okay, we, we as an organization are, are often asked to locate, identify, and help hire um, quantitative minds that are commercially aware. Um, and that's often a little easier said than done. What's your view? Is that a pipe dream? I think those people exist. Even among data scientists who are not easy to find on the tracks, maybe one in five or one in 10 also has the commercial acumen, which means that if you want to build a muscle or a capability, you shouldn't look for that to be a component of everybody in the team. Rather, 
you will need to rely on somebody in the team to act as a bridge to the rest. I think that's very much the point. I think it's often it's often the, the commercial awareness um, is beyond just understanding and appreciating that we need to make money to make this whole thing work, if you like. But it's also around communication. And typically, communication with management, communication with stakeholders, communication with commercial department, communication with traders. Yes. Um, and often we've found that, that, that those two camps not always necessarily had the easiest relationship. I think communication and political awareness, especially in the early stages of the journey, mm. you need to have those skills represented somehow funding the team. Yeah. Because what you're bringing is a new way of solving problems. And you need to help the people who have problems to solve understand how to get what they need. And, and Most times, they will start by viewing this as an IT deliverable. They'll view it as a problem that they scope, define, and throw over the wall. And then, ideally, something comes back that they can just click on their desktop. And it's not, that's not how it works. Let's talk about... The pitfalls and the opportunities of, of building, um, associated with building uh, a data science group. Um, first of all, know what you want. Yes. As a commodity trader, what what do you want? Where do you start? What's, what, what, well, quite often, if you if you have the initial conversations around something that will become a data science product, it's about as you said, as an example, an individual trader who has a problem to solve and they would like somebody to just give them the answer. Now, for the problem to be worth solving, there will quite often be a need for a dialogue that, that sort of unpacks the problem and phrases the answer in terms that means that whatever is built is applicable not just to that individual trader, but actually also will help others because it's not a support function. I mean, data science is, is not a capability that you just deploy to help individuals with their individual decisions. If you really want to harvest the value, you've got to think of it as software. You've got to think of it as something that is built in a way that is scalable, which means that you've got to think of it design-wise as something where, yes, you start off with a concrete problem from an individual trader, but actually how do you take the core of that, the, 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 the true crux of that problem, and rephrase it in a way that 10 other traders would agree is important to find an answer to. And then that's the problem you solve. And that is interesting work if you're a data science. Yes. yes. And it requires a, a, a lot of collaboration. Yeah. And I think this is where people are often surprised that a data scientist who is to build something that solves your problem wants to co-create that with you. For this to be a good outcome, a good product, It requires a lot of active collaboration and it's iterative. It's not a, here are the requirements, now go build. That's not the model that works best or, so let's say, attracts and retains the best people. It often gets, data science often gets labeled uh, or linked with IT or existing analysis or existing research. Yes. Why is it different to the other groups? That's a good question. I think... It doesn't have to be different. I think if you look at most existing companies, especially the larger enterprises, 
what you call IT in a company like that mostly will be different from data science. And I think it's very much in the mindset. If you are a classic IT person, chances are that you are risk averse. You want to do the right thing. You want to do a good job. You want to check more times than necessary to make absolutely sure. You want predictability, governance, stability. That is the world you feel comfortable in. And that is where you find yourself adding value. And a data scientist finds themselves most at home when there are no rules. Where you can break everything, you can go back to the drawing board, you find yourself down a blind alley, you backtrack quickly. The whole notion of, of, of agile actually is a far better description of where data science is. So insofar as they are not the same, it is in those cases where IT is a little bit more traditional in how the mindset is of the people in the organization and how they've created governance around how they would like to work. Should anybody be threatened inside an organization when the company and its leaders decide to build data science? I wish I could say no, but the answer is yes. <laughs> um, the companies where, and, and now I'm speaking enterprises, existing organizations that are looking to transform from within. The companies that have the most benefit from really transforming and moving in direction of, of, of applying data science and AI and everything that comes with it are the ones where they are not today optimized for business. And so whenever you can make changes and you know, harvest benefits from either a more you know, automated process that goes faster, there will be an implication on organization and on people. Um, whenever you want to deliver software and products that recommend decisions or sometimes even take them, on behalf of people, let's say, in the sales organization, that will change the profile of the person receiving that information required to do a good job in that new world. So whenever you have a journey that implies technology transformation, it has a huge impact on the existing organization. Okay. How, as a leader of, a, of, a, of an analysis group, um, you or anybody else, uh, how can that individual help pave the way for a smooth implementation of a, of a data scientific agenda? I think the main thing is to help the customers internally uh, be curious, be open to actually trying something new. And, and when we talked a little bit earlier on about the fact that data science can have an adverse effect on the existing organization, quite often the people affected adversely are the ones resistant to change. If you are on the receiving end of data science-centric you know, products and you have a curious mind, you want to adapt, you are willing to change and move, then you have an incredibly powerful profile to actually help shape the agenda of things to come. So I think it also quite often surfaces uh, in the existing organization the difference in approach that people take. And it can be very stark and very visible in how people actually choose to engage with people who have a data science mission. Okay. I think that's it for um, this topic of realizing value in, um, uh, in, in, uh, in the context of data science. Uh, so I will say thank you very much for your time.
Much appreciated. Well, Thank you for the invite. You're welcome. Anytime. That's it for this week. This was the Auto Running and Business Podcast. I hope to see you back next week for more randoms around running people, performance, and business content. I'm Jakob, your host, and this was the Ultra Running and Business Podcast. For more information about everything that goes on here in this business, you may want to follow me on LinkedIn. For anything that goes on in my world on the trails and in ultra running, you may want to jump onto Instagram and follow the Danish Ultra Runner. Thank you again. Bye-bye.